0: Welcome to the Well Grand Rapids Message of the Week. We hope you're encouraged, strengthened, and experienced the presence of God through this message by Apostle Kathy El Ali. All right. That is so amazing. What an amazing gift that we have in having the school be right across our parking lot and able to bless the children. All right. One more thing. Remember I told you our tagline is heal, restore, train, and stay. No. He'll restore, train, and send. So, if I could have Dykstras come up, please, and the executive team. I was actually going to um, read the email that they had sent, but I think I'm just going to let them share um, a little bit of where they came from and what God's done in their life while they've been with us here at the well.
1: yeah um, we we both come from a um, reformed background. Uh, we grew up very uh, probably even me more so than Meg a little bit just very conservative and not knowing much about the Holy Spirit uh, the Holy Spirit kind of just being something that was in the Bible but not very active in our lives and uh, God had brought me on a path um, discovering him and um, shortly after that, it was probably a year or so after that, as God was growing us and those gifts, um, God blessed us with the well. And we were looking for a place that would propel us and kind of a place where we could actually come and learn and just soak in um, all that God has. And the well has very much provided uh, just awesome leadership and so many awesome relationships for us to see God actively working in our lives and to know that we can step forward in boldness and actually have faith for what it is that the word says. Um, So you guys have greatly increased our, I think just confidence in who God is and what he's capable of. And uh, yeah, we're just, we'll forever be blessed for the community um, that you guys are and continue will be. Um, And we trust that even relationships will continue to as we um, go forward too, so. Uh, so we have a, um, or a church that's been, honestly, blessed us in a lot of ways over the years. A uh, pastor who actually married Megan and I. And uh, Meg's mom currently goes to this church. Um, we currently um, kind of feel like God may be moving us um, to this just body of believers. Um, we're still just trusting the Lord and uh, trusting that he'll confirm uh, those things. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a small body just over in kind of Wyoming area. Um, so anyway, yeah, something that we weren't necessarily looking for, and God kind of started bubbling some things up, and we prayed, and, and God kept speaking some different things, and so we just, again, wanted to trust him, and we've been so honored by uh, you guys and the way that you guys have blessed us, and not just like, <laughs> we had have had previous experiences where churches have kind of, it was just like this disappointed feeling, and then. Push away. <laughs> um, so we've very much felt loved and cared for by you guys, and we appreciate that a lot because we don't feel any <laughs> anything against the well. Um, we greatly love uh, you guys so much. So,
2: cool. all right, uh, we're gonna just pray over you guys and bless you on your journey. Father, thank you so much uh, for the journey that they are on. Where are you going over here? There we go. I'm not gonna call you guys Lord. I don't know if you're here last week. But... <laughs> That's reserved for Carrie only. Uh, Father, thank you so much for the the journey that they are on. And Lord, I thank you that they're going to be a catalyst in this next season, God. I thank you for all the things that you have deposited in them. Lord, they don't just end as they walk through these doors, but God, they're seeds that are growing up, uh, that that have matured, and Lord, that are going to bring fruit and life to those that are in this new chapter that they are stepping into. Um, I thank you, yeah, just such a, that they carry just such a catalyst uh, nature about them that when they put their hands to something, it expands. And so, Lord, I thank you that they're going to, there's going to be an expansion of love, an expansion of grace, and an expansion of your presence in this new community that they are uh, stepping into, that they are becoming a part of. Lord, we thank you for uh, this next season in life. We just bless it, Lord. I thank you for their marriage that it will grow stronger. I thank you for their uh, relationship with their child that it will grow even stronger, and Lord, that there will be a, a greater uh, measure of of grace and love in their home, in their uh, just in their everyday, Lord. Yeah, just every person that they come into contact, they thank you, Father, for there to be um, just a, an overwhelming grace that is poured upon and upon them, but also through them, Lord, in Jesus' name.
3: During worship this morning, I was reminded that you guys are going uh, to be with family, to be with Meg's mom, and and I was reminded of Abigail and uh, just what's going on in the kids' lives this morning, and there's such a value on the generations worshiping together, and I really believe that the Lord is on this, um, and that he wants to pour out uh, just, it's it's a promise that the Lord gave Thea and I years ago that we've been praying for our family that the river would flow upstream, and kind of contrary to natural Ability that that the river of God would actually flow upstream to to parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and and so we just release you guys to be all that you uh, have been called and created to be. We thank you for your wonderful hearts of service, the gift that you are, the picture of Christ in the church that you carry with your marriage, the way that you serve one another, and we pray for your wherever you guys land, wherever home is, that it would be blessed and flourish with the things of God. In Jesus name. And we really hope to see baby number two or adopted baby or whatever the next thing is for you guys. Bring them back so we can say hi. Bye, Bryn.
0: Amen. Hey, Amen. Let's give him a hand clap, you guys. Thank you. I love you guys. The fun part about being an apostolic church train and send. Funny thing about summer, I always love it when it's here. Um, But as a pastor, you're kind of glad when it gets over because people come back to church. (laughs) It's uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Uh, Let's just pray for a moment. I actually was very um, taken back by his presence during worship and just what he's doing in, um, just even in my own life. And I know in the life of so many here, and I just want to take a moment to just show gratitude to him. And I personally could have just stayed in worship the whole entire service. And um, he is worthy of our all. He's worthy of our worship. He's worthy of our song. Father, we are... Just come before you today, and we adore you. I was reminded of why we started this whole thing in the first place. Started in my living room and moved down into the basement because we were just so hungry for your presence, so hungry to worship you, Jesus knowing that you are the reason why we breathe and live. You love your church. You look at your church and you say, it's a glorious thing. And I'm reminded of those beginning days with my tambourine, worshiping you with all of my heart and watching all of these young 20-somethings, just flocking in, ready to be discipled, hungry to understand more about you and about Holy Spirit. And many put their, I mean, left their homes and moved to Grand Rapids to be a part of what we are doing here now, relocated because they knew that your presence was real. They knew there was a call and a vision and a mission that they could not not be a part of. And since then, God, I'm watching families grow, not just in number, but in maturity. And I know how pleased I am. I can't even imagine how pleased you are when you look at your church. You don't see the fall, the failures, the flaws. You see perfection. You see love. Open up our eyes, God, to see how you see And may we leave today never being the same. Because your word is alive, sharper than a two-edged sword. It will do exactly what you said it would do. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, the title of my message is The Glorious Church. The Bible describes the church as the bride of Christ. The church is not nearly as much about us as it is about him. He is everything. He is the builder of the temple. He's the head of the army. He's the bridegroom of the bride. When we get our eyes on him, it changes and transforms the way that we look. At the body of Christ, at the bride of Christ, at the church, it is a glorious thing. He absolutely is in love with his church. And his longing and desire for us is to be as radically in love with one another as he is with us. He doesn't look at all of the the imperfections, as much as we look at our imperfections, he's not looking at your imperfections. He actually looks at you and loves and adores you so very much. The enemy, however, would love to bring division to the body of Christ. You see, we can only love one another to the understanding and the degree that we understand how much He actually loves us. The enemy is not out in the world trying to trip up the world, He already has them. He's after the body of Christ because we actually look like God, created in His image. We have what he wanted. So he uses all of these little things to try to bring division to a church when God looks and says, you are so glorious. In Acts chapter 9, verse 4, it says, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? We need to understand that whatever we do to a fellow believer, we're actually doing to God. He wasn't persecuting God. He was persecuting the Christians. But yet God says to him, he didn't say, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting my people? He said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Matthew chapter 25. You know, Heidi, I just so appreciate your offering message. To be honest, it's like, have we, I said, God, I mean, I feel like I've been repenting every day for the last like few weeks or so for anything. It's just like, God, have we forgotten? Have we forgotten how awesome he is? Have we forgotten the majesty of God, the splendor of who he is? COVID happened and it actually revealed what was really in the heart of man. Come you blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry. You gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you and the king will answer and say to them, and surely I say to you, and as much as you did it for one of the least of these, my brethren, You did it for me. It goes on to say in verse 42, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and he did not take me in. Naked and he did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him saying, but Lord, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? He answers them and saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do it for me. We must get the revelation of the intimate relationship between Christ and the church and how much he loves the church. How much we too should love one another. How will the world know that we are his disciples by the way that we love one another? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. I'm gonna go back. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Let us not consider one another. I'm sorry, let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as in the manner of some, but exhorting one another and do so much more as you see the day approaching. If you go back to the beginning of that verse, I believe that by not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, we can hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. And I realize that you're here So it's like, you could say, Oh no, you're preaching to the choir. No, I'm telling you that there are people that are sitting in churches right now who do not love the body of Christ, who have offenses toward one another, who don't understand, uh, different denominations. God loves the denominations. He loves the different aspects and the different ways of expression. He loves his church, and he wants us to love his body the way that he loves his body. Christ's commission is our mission. We're not just here to win the lost. We're actually here to make disciples. We didn't just, like, get saved so we can get out of, you know... uh, get a jail free card, we're actually got saved and we are commissioned to be, to be his arms, his feet, his hands, his mouth. And it's not just to preach the good news. It's not just to say a prayer with somebody so that they can get saved. Salvation isn't a prayer. It's an actual lifestyle. It's a commitment where I say, I lay down everything that I have and I give it all to you. I actually give you my dreams, my hopes, my future. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my life. I trust you with my children's life. I let go of control and I say, God, you are not just my savior, but you're my Lord. And we stir each other up, come alongside each other because we love the body of Christ because Jesus died for it. Jesus didn't just die for you individually. He died for the body of Christ. Matthew 28 verse 18. And Jesus came and he spoke to them saying all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the father of the son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things. I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He wasn't just talking to his apostles. He was talking to us, even to the end of the age. When I think back to the um, the beginning days of the church, not of the body of Christ, but this church of the well. And I remember... Um, I think it was Max actually asked me. He said, why would you want to start a church when there's a church on every street corner in Grand Rapids? I said, that is a really good question. I have absolutely no idea. All I knew is that God had a purpose. And all I knew is there were like 40-something young people in my basement who wanted more and knew that there was more and were so hungry. The other reason why the church exists is to glorify God. To glorify him means to magnify, to extol, to praise, and to ascribe honor to him. Which is what I saw displayed so well this morning. We're here on earth to know God, to enjoy him, and to make him known to everyone. To help restore those who are lost. The church is full of people who don't know Jesus Christ we can be in the Bible belt of America. There's still people who do not really know Jesus Christ. Attendance on Sunday does not mean you're saved, but an intimate relationship with him does and an intimate relationship with one another supporting and encouraging one another Like the Bible says, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Well, I won't be doing that, but I'll pray for you. First Peter chapter two, verse nine says, but you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. When you think about just that scripture alone, We can proclaim praises of him who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Worship is the human response to the perceived presence of God. Through this presence, which is beyond normal human perception, the worshiper is brought into contact with the holy God. I remember the first time I was in a worship service that was like this. I was used to something much more liturgical, and I didn't understand the hand raisings. I didn't understand the drums or the guitars or anything else. But I saw a joy-filled people, and I remember watching people, like, come up to the front, and they would be dancing. And I thought, well, now, that is really, like, not right. Why are you doing that in church? That's like... Let's be a little bit more like honoring of the presence of God. And then all of a sudden I'm standing there and I had been to church my whole life, but wasn't saved and did not know God. I couldn't stop crying. I'm singing the words to a song that I have never sung before. And all of a sudden I've got tears streaming down my face dripping off of my chin and I began to shake and I'm like, what in the world is going on? And there was somebody next to me and they said, sweetie, you're experiencing the presence of God. There's corporate worship that God has called us to. I don't believe I would have ever had that experience had I not come into a corporate setting and experienced him in a corporate way. That day, without having any idea how I got up front, I gave my life over to the Lord. And I know you only have to get saved once. And I knew at that moment in time that I had just encountered the living God, the father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit, all of whom I didn't totally understand. I kind of knew Father and Jesus, Holy Spirit, no, it was just in the Bible somewhere, but I didn't understand any of it. And yet it drew me close to all of these people. I started loving these people that I didn't even know, I thought, how is this even possible? Some of these people weren't even like me. <laughs> If you understand what I'm saying, we are, we we are attracted to people who like energy begets energy, who are like us, but they weren't. Some of them were at a different social status. Some were at a different financial place in life, everything. It didn't matter to me. It didn't matter what they smelled like. It didn't matter if they had teeth or didn't have teeth, because some of them didn't, I'm just being honest. This was a church that was in revival and people were coming from every walks of life. And I saw what it looked like to love unconditionally. Now I knew I couldn't do that. Are you listening to me? I could not do that in and of myself. I will be critical and fault finding and judgmental. But when something about when you encounter God's presence and you can abide in his presence, understanding who he is and how much he loves you, but how much he also looks at the church and says it's glorious that you can love on a measure that you could never do on your own, because it's not humanly possible. It's only divinely possible, because it's divinely inspired. Genesis chapter 28. Verse 16. Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. This place of rest became a place of worship for him. All of a sudden in a dream, he encounters God and when he wakes up, Worship isn't just a song. Hear what I'm saying. Worship isn't just a song that we sing. That's one form of worship. It is not the only form of worship. There's so many other forms of worship. How, if I'm feeding the hungry, if I'm clothing the naked, if I'm going to jail and I'm visiting the people in jail, if if I'm helping my fellow brother and sister in Christ. If I'm, if all I'm doing is encouraging them, honoring them, blessing them on their way out the door, instead of mocking them and, 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 and backbiting and saying things negative, when I'm doing the other thing, I'm actually worshiping God the same way that Saul was persecuting God because he was persecuting Christians the same way that when we honor one another, we're actually honoring God. We're actually worshiping him. And it's a sweet smelling aroma to him when he sees his body loving on one another, regardless of where they are at. If they're at Fifth Third Church down the street, or you understand, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. Okay, it might be a bank, but anyway, there might be a Fifth Third Church. Chase Church. I prefer like Michigan church. My heart's desire. I said, God, I said, please help me articulate. A lot of what I'm giving you t- today actually came, came out of a manual from Leon Van Ruen from his, um, one of his universities. Or one of them, I don't know how many he has. But how important it is to God that we really grasp the fact that he doesn't look at us and see all the stains and imperfections. He's not looking at your past. He's actually looking at your future. There's no time with God. He always has been and always will be. He's the Alpha and the Omega It's hard to understand, but we get to spend all of eternity worshiping him, working diligently. There'll be things that we're gonna be doing in heaven. We're not just gonna be sitting around doing nothing. What we do here does matter, but it's not everything. Lay up your treasures in heaven. There's gonna be people there that we have never heard of, they don't have a, they don't have a huge following on Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. They don't have a mega church. We will have never, ever heard of them. They're out in the bush bush someplace, or they're someplace where it's, it's like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have access to. And they're going to be the ones that are up there that God is going to bestow so much honor on. Why? Because they didn't do it for fame or fortune. They did it not being seen, but because they wanted to honor God, they, uh, his people, and gave their life for him. There's no greater way that I can prove to you that I love and honor God. No other way. I can be the greatest worshiper up here. I can look so anointed because I can worship with all of my heart and be demonstrative, and that's all great, and I do love that. But that doesn't show you that I actually love and honor him. What shows you that I love and honor him is that I'm willing to stay after service until almost I'm the last person that leaves because I'm not unapproachable, but I'm approachable because I love and honor his people. I never did this for me. I did this for him. I left a very successful career. I left my hometown. I moved here without having any idea of what I was going to be doing when I got here. If I would have known at all the road that I would be on for these 20-something years that I've been here, there is absolutely no way I would have come. (laughs) I would have said, that's cute, find somebody else. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Another reason why God looks at the body of Christ is we do have corporate worship. It's empowered by our personal private worship. But also we're to live a life of obedience. 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burn offerings and sacrifice As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. John 4.22 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, listen, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name, done many wonders in your name? And I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a solid rock, that rock being Jesus Christ. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house. And it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Last scripture, 2 John 1, 6, and this is love, that we walk in obedience to his commands. As you heard from the beginning, his command is that you walk in love. You've heard me say many, many times, and it is so very true. And I check my own heart all the time, and God knows that to be True. And there are times in my life where I haven't prayed the way I should have. This isn't a work-based message at all. It just really isn't. It's just really about understanding how much God loves His body and how He longs for intimacy with us. And I remember when I was just dry. I mean, I I thought I could just live in the world, and I was in ministry. Um, It was just last week. Just kidding. (laughs) But I could prepare a message, and that's all I would do, is prepare a message. I had lost my intimacy. Where I would lay on the floor in the presence of God. Where I would read his word and just get caught up and think, wow, wow. I mean, do you open your Bible and still go, oh, wow. Wow. This is what you think about me. Wow. This is the authority I have to see your kingdom advance upon the earth. Wow. Wow. I lost all of it. the world, even people in the world, even people, nothing takes precedence over him. If you're married, your spouse is not number one. God is. If you're going to get married, keep God first. This is true. Don't make your significant other an idol. So in this season, when I was just feeling so lost, so confused, God hunted me down. He like sent people across my path to give me these words. And I'm like, I'm not even honoring you. I'm the last person you should be talking to. I felt so seen, so known by God. you Know what happened as a result of that? It drew me back to the heart of God. He never pointed out what I was doing wrong. The conviction came just from being back in his presence. And then I repented. That's what God is like. And he loves his body, the glorious church. He's after every single one of us. And if you're watching online and you're in a dry place, let me tell you something. God is after you. He loves you. He knows you. Stand to your feet. Can I have the worship team up, please? I sing this song, it's like, you'd think someday I'm gonna get sick of it, but I can't stop singing it. Just because, you know, life's hard sometimes and you go through difficulties. And he says, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. So no matter if you're in a good season, a hard season, he's worthy of our song. And I want us to close this service with that. I'm going to have the ministry team come up right now. If you're new here, we have the bridge out to the right as you leave. But his presence is too sweet and too special and precious right now to not honor it. And he is worthy of our song. I'm going to close with this song. Thanks for listening. We hope you were impacted by this message. For more information about the Well Grand Rapids, please visit our website at www.thewellgr.com.